Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hello, friends, and welcome. I'm so glad you're here to share this space with me. Although I record these before anyone hears them, I'm always feeling like I am talking directly to you in these moments. And if we can borrow a few theories, maybe from quantum quantum physics, then it's highly possible that I am, huh? We're bending time here. At any rate, I always feel like we are all in this group together, sharing this space. And I really love that feeling of connection. Also, please head over to my website at heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N and sign up for my free once a month newsletter. This is kind of how I stay a little bit more connected to all of you. Okay, so let's move on to what we are talking about today. Do you ever wonder how to keep your mind, your thoughts, your behaviors in a space of moving through and forward Maybe from a big issue in your life, a big problem in your life, or maybe you have a goal set out there, you know, you want to get a goal, um, and so how you keep your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors in that space to keep moving towards it in order to get there. So it might be weight loss, obviously, for this podcast, that's kind of the focus, but it really could be for any other issue or problem that life throws at us and that we need to move through in order to be living the life we truly want to be living. Uh, there, there are many techniques and skills we can actually learn, practice, and adapt into our lives to really get to where we want to be in a much quicker fashion. And who doesn't want to get living the life they have dreamed of living and being in the body that they wanted to live in in a much quicker process? We all do. We want it to move faster. Uh, so, so keep listening to learn about a method that can help you accomplish your goals, whatever they are, in a bit of a quicker, quicker way. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. So most of you listening know that I'm a licensed mental health 
therapist. And there is a type of therapy in my world called Solutions Focused Brief Therapy, or SFBT. And it was developed by Steve De Shazar and Insu Kimberg in the late 1970s. It's a theory, but it's also a mode of operation uh, um, strategies that can be used within the therapy or counseling psychotherapy relationship. And I borrow, when, when I'm in practice with clients, I borrow from many different counseling theories, um, really depending on what the client presents with, and also based on that client's unique traits, personality, experience of my client, lifestyle of my client. I do use a lot of CBT, ACT, DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, and a lot of solutions-focused brief therapy strategies. And, you know, solutions-focused brief therapy is a it's a short-term goal focused very evidence-based therapeutic approach which helps my clients change by you know we work together to construct solutions rather than focusing on problems and this theory is really it's very um i guess what i would call hope friendly and future oriented you know it's there to create momentum and willingness as well as commitment to help the client achieve sustained desire behavioral change. So the the way I partner with my clients to get started in this is by getting you know really detailed description of how the client's life will be different when the problem is gone or the situation is improved at least to a degree that the client deems satisfactory or feels would be okay or livable. We then partner together to kind of search through the client's life experience, behavioral patterns, habits, resources that are available, and then we kind of co-construct um, you know, a very practical and sustainable solution that the client can start to implement immediately. So some things I want you to hear from what I just said, you know, we talked about what resources are available and what is practical. This this means we do not get into wishful thinking with this, you know, like, well, a solution to my weight loss issue would be a personal chef, right? I mean, if you have the resources for a personal chef, cool, great, but most of us will never have that as a solution. So when we focus on possible solutions, we only spend our time and energy on immediate practical solutions. And this is, you know, it's very, the process is very practical and goal-driven and it emphasizes very clear, concise, realistic negotiations with goals, okay? That's that's really important. Clear, concise, realistic, practical. So I'll, you know, there, there's not necessarily a substitute for this process and working with a therapist who is trained in this way of practice, but there are some really practical things we can take away from this theory that I really believe you can start to implement today to begin to make changes in your life. And that that's actually what we're going to talk about. So the first first things first, it would be to pull out that journal, that notebook. And right now I can hear all the eyes rolling. <laughs> Those of you who despise journaling, don't like writing. And don't get me wrong, there are still many days I just cannot get myself to journal. But it is a habit I continue to work on because I do know how powerful writing and journaling can be. So for those of you who say, you know, I'm just not a journaler, I just don't write, I just want you to take a breath and I, I want you to think of it as just writing out your answers to some questions that I'm going to present here that you're going to be asking yourself. So 
don't use the word journaling if that really throws your brain into a tizzy about it or if you start to feel resistance, right? I want you just to think about it as you're just going to write some answers to some questions. Okay, so the first question to ask yourself, what will my life be like without this problem? And so I'm going to use weight loss, food relationship, body relationship stuff as an example for our purposes here because of, you know, that's what this podcast is supposed to be about. But, you know, insert any problem or any behavior you want to change or any issue you are trying to move through, right? So what would it be like without this problem, without this issue, um, without this habit behavior? So what, you know, well, one other thing I just want to say here, use the word, um, because I just used the word would, and I don't want you to, I want you to use the word will. So what will my life be like when I have lost the weight and I am living in my healthy body? What will it be like? So versus what would it be like? No, no, no. We're we're talking that this is going to happen. So what will my life be like? When, I can, when I'm no longer thinking about food or my weight constantly all throughout the day, right? What will my life be like? Remember that words are really, really important to our brain and making changes, okay? So we want to choose <laughs> the, the word will is really important here versus the word would. So write out as much detail and ideas that you can. Might be things like, I will be able to get dressed every morning without stressing about it. But without stressing if things will fit right or not. Um, I'll be able to keep up with my kids or grandkids. I'm going to feel more confident in my body. And that may lead me to start dating again for that relationship that I want. I will no longer have to be giving all my energy to thinking about food and or my weight, health all the time. I'll have more energy for other things. Uh, I, I will feel more moments of contentment and peace. I will be able to sit comfortably in an airplane seat. I will have more energy to focus on other things I want to be doing in my life, on my relationships, on other um, creative endeavors I want to take up. So you get the idea. Get really detailed writing out exactly what you will be when this problem has resolved, when you have moved through this issue, when this behavior is no longer there. Get detailed on what will you be thinking right? So write out details of your thoughts. What will you be feeling? So what feelings, list feeling words, what feelings will you have? And how will you be behaving? How will you be acting out in your everyday life? What will your actions throughout the day be like? So write out those behaviors, those actions. When we come from a solutions focused mindset, you will find that more and more and more of your thoughts and process will will come from a present and future-oriented place. And I work a lot with my clients on um, future you work. I I do have an episode on that, although, sorry, I don't have the number, what episode number it is, but I know future work is in the title. Um, This does not mean that your past is not important. Some people will say, you can just stay here and move through it. Past isn't important, you don't... I don't believe that. That's just my personal belief. I I do believe that looking at the past is really helpful for clarification and understanding of why we might be in the patterns of thoughts and feelings and behaviors that are not currently serving us right now and how we, 
you know, in how we actually want to be living our lives. And remember this understanding, this clarity is where we have awareness. And awareness really is that first step in the process of unwinding our habit, thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And beyond that, once we have that clarity, that understanding, we have our narrative in place, then we really want to be focused on the present and the future. This keeps us focused on solutions to our problems, our issues, and not stuck in that awful place of the past, just stewing in our problems and ruminating over and over, you know, what's going on and how terrible we are because, you know, we're always doing these things and why can't I lose the weight and I fail, you know, all that stuff, talking about them over and over to ourselves, to others, and never making a move to solve them or to move through them, which we need to do in order to create change. So the next question you want to ask yourself is, was there a time where there were exceptions to this problem? So example, personal life here. When I was in the midst of my really heavy restriction and binging patterns, over-exercising, restriction of food, and then totally overeating and binging for days on end, you know, I had an exception to this behavior when I became pregnant with my daughter. I, I really wanted her health to be optimal. And I knew if I continued in my cycle of restriction and over-exercising and then binging, I could really affect her health. So I literally stopped cold turkey and it wasn't even a problem. My, my mind was focused on a bigger goal than trying to manage my own difficult emotions and thoughts with the over-exercising restriction and binging. That's all about control there. So this was an exception to my problem of the overfocus on food and my body restriction and binging behaviors. So this was that exception um, that this was the exception to the behaviors that you know I was really using to try to control things in my life. So when I share this story with my clients, we always talk about how wild it is that most of us can make really dramatic changes to our behaviors, right? Like I talked about this just stopped cold turkey as soon as I found out it was pregnant. So we can make these dramatic changes to our behaviors when it's for someone someone else. You know, when it was for the health of my daughter, I had almost zero struggle making changes. But when it's for ourselves, even if we understand how we are harming our health through our restriction and or our overeating, our overdrinking, it is not enough to do it for ourselves, which is you know, really, if you think about it, well, to me, that's really sad, right? It it speaks to how many of us have such broken relationships with ourselves and are lacking love and compassion and care for ourselves. And hence why learning to talk differently about ourselves, to think differently about ourselves is really key to making the behavior changes we want to make and making them last, making them sustainable. You know, you want to lose the weight, you want to get out of that food body focus and chatter all the time, you better start practicing thoughts and words and a narrative about yourself that is full of grace, compassion, and kindness in order to create a healthy, healthier relationship with yourself. This is where the treasure lies, my friends, the key, the gold. Okay, so back to the question. Has there ever been a time there was an exception to the problem? I, I kind of gave you an example of mine, but for you, it might be when you were a young child. Maybe you were six or seven years old and not thinking about weight, food, etc. You know, 
if you are able to come up with some exception to the food body issues, um, then write out what you believe your thoughts were like during that time. Maybe you can't remember exactly, but we all can get a pretty good idea if we do some time thinking on this, what our thoughts might've been like during that time um, and write those out. What what were you thinking about during this exception? What What feelings were you experiencing during this exception to the problem? What were your behaviors like? So in my example, I was thinking more things during that time of pregnancy, like, how amazing it was to be growing a child in my body, how amazing my body was for being able to carry and develop a child. Um, I remember, you know, a lot of thoughts, a lot of wonder about the process. And, and these thoughts created feelings of empowerment, deep love, feeling bonded to another and a respect and love of my body. And those feelings led to behaviors of eating nourishing foods throughout the day. So I wasn't restricting anymore. It also led to other healthy behaviors like no more over-exercising. And then the binging dropped off because anytime I had that urge to, well, the, the urges dropped off a lot because I wasn't restricting anymore. I was just eating normally and very nourishing foods. Um, so that became the healthiest that I had been in my mind and body since I was probably about 15, 16 years old. Okay. So now, you know, that you, if you've answered that question, you wrote out your list of thoughts, then you can, you know, create the feelings that will drive new behaviors. And, you know, so these are going to be the thoughts that you can practice so you can feel the feelings so the behaviors will start to shift when you had an exception to this problem. And remember, this is a practice. You, you know, you may not be able to use the exact thoughts that you have written down because you don't believe them anymore. Um, and that's okay. You can still work to create similar thoughts that create similar feel. And this is a lot of what I coach my clients on, how to, you know, come up with thoughts and sentences that you can somewhat believe that are believable but really helped create those same, those similar feelings um, that then can drive new behaviors. So when I've been back to the habit patterns of restriction and binging, because by the way, after that pregnancy, it's not like that was solved forever and always, although it did slow down a lot. But, you know, when I was back into that habit pattern of restriction and binging, you know, I can then remind myself to start practicing more thoughts like, my body is amazing and how it is carrying me through life that my body can move and walk and get me to places, you know, so often in these moments when the urge to kind of go back to those old habits come up, if I can focus on what my body can do for me, what it does for me, how amazing it is and how it functions and works, that creates those feelings again of empowerment, of um, respect of my body and commitment to staying in healthy behaviors. You know, those feelings of respect and love for my body, which then drive many more healthy behaviors for me. So you can kind of see how this can work. Okay. Last question to write about. What will you be doing in the next week that would indicate to you that you are continuing to make progress through this issue, through this problem <clears throat> that you are continuing to make changes in the direction you want to be going. This is such a powerful question that really keeps us focused on solutions. 
Do not discount great questions. Asking ourselves questions like this and giving ourselves time to answer them and write down our answers can really help support ourselves in changing our behaviors. So think about that question and and write the things out. What will my behaviors be next week that would show me I'm making progress? Maybe it's that you will be drinking eight glasses of water every single day next week. Maybe it's that you will be practicing stopping at enough at one meal every day. Maybe it's that you will serve yourself less food at one meal every day and then write about how that feels, you know? Because by the way, if you do that, guarantee you're gonna have feelings of difficulty, of longing, of sadness, of grief, you know? But naming your feelings is even a step into that direction. So once you have a few things written down, it's time to choose one to start to implement right now. And remember, start slow, make it doable. So if you're answering this question with, I know I will be making progress when, you know, next week, I won't binge at all. Um, and, and, by, and you have the habit of binging every evening, then make sure you don't get into, okay, what I'm going to commit to now is I will not binge once next week, Right. No, don't do that because you will. It's a habit, right? You need to be really aware of where you're at and meet yourself where you're at. So you could say instead that you will commit to three evenings that when you feel the urge to binge, you will set a timer for 10 minutes and just practice feeling the urge, feeling that feeling to binge before actually binging. Now, if you still want to eat after you feel the urge for 10 minutes, fine. That's fine. But you're going to set that timer for 10 minutes for three evenings, you know, and, and you're going to sit through that urge. You're going to feel, really feel the urge. You're going to take yourself through that body scan. You know, how does my body feel as I sit through this urge? So these are the small doable steps that actually start to make changes in our lives. There's a lot more detail to all this process, but I really hope in sharing just those three process questions and how staying in the solutions can be so powerful, it's helpful for, t- for you. And if you're someone who gives um, all their thoughts and energy to the problem at hand, then this process of starting to switch your mindset to you know, really giving your brain equal airtime in your head to solution-focused thinking can be incredibly life-changing. This sort of practice, remember it is, we have to practice this way of thinking. So this practice, this way of thinking is really how we change our behaviors. All right, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found something useful. And if so, please pass the episode along to someone else you think might find it useful. As always, thanks for listening. We will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. 